Hey, Lewis here. I mean, obviously it's me, right? I'm the only guy who actually runs this freaking show. Anyways, I'm here to tell you about something that I'm working on that I'm really excited about. It's not going to be ready until later this year. However, I'm going to give you the lowdown on it so you can get it for free. Here it is. I am going to be releasing a podcast monetization masterclass. I've been spending the last few months on this, building it, refining it, even training my team on how to use this with our own clients. When it is out and finally published and ready, it will be anywhere from, I'd say, $47 to $197. I'm not sure what I'm going to price it at yet, and there will be a lot of bonuses that go with this course as well. However, the first 100 people who actually raise their hand, say they want it, and actually go through the course and give me good feedback are going to get it for free, okay? So if you want to be one of those 100 people, there will be a link to a page where you can sign up and add your name to it and your email, and then I will send you the 1.0 version of this course when it is out, all right? You'll be one of the first 100 people. Once I hit 100 people, I am shutting it off, and it will be a paid product, and that will be it, all right? So make sure if you want this course for free, be one of those 100 people because that is the only way you will be able to get it for free. All right, that is it. Now back to this episode. So there are 149,647 podcasts in the business space. There's 95,943 podcasts in the health and fitness space. There's 213,558 podcasts in the education space. And there are 213,530 podcasts in the society and culture category. Today, I'm going to share with you what I'm doing personally to improve my content. And I think you could try these exact same strategies out as well to apply to your show. Let's jump in. Welcome to How to Get Your First 100,000 Podcast Listeners, where we talk about the very granular how-to tactics, as well as the big picture thinking you need to grow and multiply your listener base. My name is Luis Diaz. Let's dive in. What is going on, my friend? Welcome back to How to Get Your First 100,000 Podcast Listeners. I am Luis Diaz, your host. Today, I just wanted to share with you three things you can do to improve your content. And these three things that I'm doing and actively trying to do a better job of to improve my content. Now, as you heard in the beginning in the intro, there's a lot of podcasts out there. And actually, those figures were from 2001. So you can probably add a couple of thousand uh, talent podcasts to every one of those numbers. And you can see um, just about every podcast category has about 100,000 to 200,000 podcasted it. Now that doesn't mean they're all active. That doesn't mean all those shows are, are, are doing great job, but I want to share with you just three things today that are going to help you actually create better content, make yourself stand out more and ultimately make your podcast memorable so that people can actually buy from you and trust you. So this kind of stems from, I'll, I'll take a step back here. This stems from, uh, my uh, last year when I was actually training for my marathon. So when I was training for my marathon, uh, I'm here in, in Miami and South Florida. There's tons of places to run. There's parks, there's bridges, there's all kinds of areas to train. So I had a, a great area, a great place to train, even though it was hot as heck. But throughout all of that, I really dove into other podcasts. I learned uh, more about my own craft. I learned what podcasts I like, what podcasts I don't like. Um, and the one thing I would say that that 
I took away from spending six to eight months last year listening to different podcasts was understanding what I like as a listener. Sometimes as podcasters, we get so caught up in, in, in creating our show that we don't really take time to think, what actually do I like? Like when I'm listening to a podcast, what keeps me listening, keeps me engaged, keeps me coming back. So this episode is going to share with you some of the things that I discovered that I like. And this is maybe just my own preference, but things that I learned over those six to eight months last year, running all, running all those miles, I actually learned that here's the, here's the things that keep me going. Here's things that are keeping me interested in a show for longer than one episode. We're going to get into it. Um, before I do, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a quick shout out to Kevin Schmidlin, who's been on the show here. He does an amazing job with uh, the third thing I'll share with you here, I think. And he does an amazing job at his podcast, Grow the Show. So check that show out if you haven't already. But um, a lot of this, I listened to his show a lot last year. One of the things I found is that he does a good job of, of, of one of these, the third strategy I'm going to share with you here. And uh, I think that's why his show is so successful. So shout out to Kevin for um, kind of sharing that with me, not only through a, as a listener, but also when he was on the podcast. Or if you haven't listened to that episode, it came out in early July, July 4th or 5th, I believe. So scroll back in your feed and you can see that episode with Kevin that I did. And we'll also link it here in the show notes. However, let's get into these three things, these three strategies you can use. I wouldn't even call them strategies, call them tactics more because they're very, very applicable to any show. I guess before we stick a step quick step back here and remember this one thing and this one thing I want you to always remember throughout this episode if you don't get anything from this episode besides this one thing it will be well worth your time and that is you have to remember that your listeners are are selfish they're super selfish they are savages they are very very greedy they want to use their time to maximize their life maximize their money their mindset their whatever it is you're you're selling or whatever it is you talk about in your podcast they will not waste their time on a show that's boring, okay? They will not waste their time. I, you, you, as a listener of music, of videos, of podcasts, you probably know this. If something is boring, you are out. Your listeners are exactly the same. Do not expect your listeners to have grace because it's you, because you owe them something, because you don't owe them anything. Keep that in mind. Your listeners are super selfish, okay? They care about their time. If you remember that and you create all of your content, like with that in mind, it is super, it's going to help you a hell of a lot. So let's get into it. The first one I want to share is adding sound effects to your podcast. And this is something I've talked about before on the show, I think earlier this year, but adding sound effects like this, uh, <laughs> that's my favorite. I love that air. Um, adding sound effects like, like an applause. These are things that can make your show different. It creates a pattern interrupt for your listeners. So they're not just listening to a monologue of you talking on and on and on or an interview for an hour. They hear different things. Maybe there's um, uh, some curse words that you want to bleep out. Other things you can add. I'm just giving you some examples here playing with my, uh, my Mixcast 4. Um, <laughs> but uh, you kind of get the point. Adding sound effects, adding you can add different things. This is called more of like more of like a sound design, but you can do things like uh, birds chirping. You can do different, paint different scenes in people's heads. One of my favorite shows, and I'm gonna actually pull it up right here on my phone so I don't butcher the name for you, is I always forget the name because there's a couple of different ones. It's called History Daily. So History Daily is a podcast from Noiser. I absolutely love Noiser. 
they do an amazing job and i love i love history so i'm a history geek but their podcast does an amazing job of adding sound effects or they have a sound designer who does things like uh, ads you know if it's a if it's a scene in the 197 or 1700s they'll make the the sound of like a horse and carriage kind of trotting trotting along or you know they'll make the sound of you know women in the background kind of whispering something they paint the scene for you which creates an image in your head and it's almost like they're bringing a movie theater to your mind through the story through the the the, the sounds and you don't have to you know turn your show into a highly scripted show but adding sound effects like i just did here with the, with my mix cast can be something you can do to make it sound different okay i mean i'm looking over here at my at my sound my uh mix cast board and i've got i can make a drum beat I can make a heartbeat. I can make all kinds of things. And that is what's going to make your show different. At least it gives it a little wrinkle. It makes you separate, different from the other guy who's not using sound effects. So that's the first one. Consider using sound effects. You can get something fancy like I have here, like the Mixcast 4, in terms of, you know, it allows you just to literally just press a button and do it. Really simple. Or you can hire somebody or ask your editor to add sound effects, and they will likely. No, you have to help them kind of figure out where to add the sound effects during the transitions, during the outro, the intro transitions, maybe just randomly in the show. Um, or maybe when you, you know, on the recording, say, hey, give me a give me a drum beat and they give you a drum. Whatever it is, consider doing that. It's really simple. It makes your show stand out, stand out. Number two, adding clips from other previous episodes that are relevant. So when we're talking about how to edit an episode or how to create, make your, make your show different. Maybe I can add a sound or a clip from an old episode. There are, there's more work involved in this. Obviously you have to do a bit more planning, but this is something that is going to, again, create a pattern interrupt, gives your podcast more depth, which what I mean by that is it's not just a monologue or, or a back and forth conversation. Now you're bringing in a, another wrinkle. You're bringing in another character essentially into the podcast, which is allows the person to have, in my belief, because it makes your show more interesting. If I just monologue here and I don't bring fun, you know, actionable sound effects or clips like this, if you are stuck and trying to figure out what keywords should I add to my title, what are people actually even thinking about in my space? Or a lot of times for me, it's it's been a big eye opener because I've searched for a topic that I thought. See, if I didn't add a clip like that, you would think this is maybe kind of boring. It's kind of a weird, boring episode of me just blabbing on. But if I add more clips like this one, Cast ideas you can use to attract new customers to your business. Number one, take all of your best podcast episodes and transcribe them and turn them into an email welcome series. Then it makes it different. It makes it unique. It helps you remind helps remind you, the listener, of maybe something you've listened to in the past that you that you forgot about, or maybe something that you didn't know I had in my back catalog. So number two is consider using clips from other episodes or other podcasts. I've seen other people do that as well. That's the second one, adding clips from your back catalog into your podcast that you're creating today. It takes a little work. Again, take some coordination, some timestamp. You got to go give, give the timestamps to your editor or your sound designer, but it makes your show different. And if you're going for quality and not just not quantity, then this is going to help you a ton. We've got the first one, adding sound effects. We've got the second, 
tip here, which is adding clips from old episodes, which keep in mind that actually does help you sell or uh, rather promote your back catalog. Because if people want to go back and listen to that episode now, they've been prompted to do so. And the third one, the third one is removing rambling, removing all the non-important stuff, okay? Whether you're doing an interview, uh, a co-hosted show, a solo show, remove the stuff that gets in the listener's way. Think of your podcast like this. After you record it, it's, it's a good practice to actually go and listen to it or skim through it and say, hey, what in here is non-essential? What in here is not adding value to the listener's life? If you are your ideal listener, ideal customer, however you want to phrase it, what in here is very irrelevant or is not going to move the needle for them or is just fluff? Or maybe you made a joke that really didn't make any sense or you went off on a tangent or your guest went off on a tangent and it doesn't really make sense to, to keep it in there. It wastes two, three, four minutes, maybe just 30 seconds. If you condense that, if you cut all that stuff out, that's how you make your podcast better. This takes work, I know. Trust me, it takes, it takes you sitting down for an hour and reviewing your episode you just did. It takes time. However, it is going to separate you from the other shows that just record a 60-minute Zoom call, and then they just slap it out there and say, here, here the intro and outro, and say, here you go. This, I truly, truly believe, has to be done by the host because nobody knows the show better than the host unless you're paying a really good editor who's been with you because this is going to take time, okay? If you want to off, offload this or delegate this, you're going to have to hire a, an editor and you're going to have to train them for a couple of months at least on what to take out, what not to take out, what to keep in. And even then, my friend, even then you will still have some questionable calls. You'd be like, ooh, I would have kept that in or ooh, I would have took this out. However, it is in the beginning, I highly recommend you at the, the host have to do it, okay? You cannot expect people to read your mind. You cannot expect people to try and figure out what you like, what you don't like. Either you gotta put it on paper and hand it off to them, say cut out this, 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 and this, or you've got to do it yourself and train somebody alongside of you to say, hey, anything like anything we talk, when we talk about stuff that's not relevant to the client or to the customer, we remove it, okay? Removing the rambling, the non-important stuff, the fluff of the episode, skimming and cutting all that stuff out, cutting the fat out of the episode, some people call it, is another way you can sound different. You can make your show unique. You can make your podcast actually helpful to your listener, which remember, if you're somebody who's in business who has a, you know, an offer that you're trying to sell through the podcast, that's a really good idea. Because if people say, hey, his free content is great, I bet you his paid content is even more. That's a very, very common, I'd say, belief among internet marketers and maybe mismarketers alike. If your free stuff is really good, chances are the customer is going to want to take you up on the paid stuff, which is a pretty darn good practice, okay? Here's a couple other benefits from having a really good show. Number one, people share your content because it's actually helpful, okay? We as podcasters ask our listeners all the time for recommendations or reviews or, hey, share this podcast episode. I'm a culprit of that to myself. But if you actually make a good podcast, the great thing is people refer you and share your show without even asking. Andy Frisella, uh, Ed Milet, Lewis Howes, all these guys, a big part of their traffic and their growth is, is not because of the ads they run or anything like that. It's because people just shared their show because they liked it. Word of mouth traffic, and I forgot who said this. I want to say it's maybe Tom Webster. Word of mouth traffic is one of the, or if not, it's like the holy grail of podcast growth, my friend. Keep that in mind. So if you create a good show, if you are actually doing these things, implementing these tactics, you're going to create a unique show. 
then you're also going to help yourself unlock a new marketing channel, which is word of mouth. People are going to refer you to their friends. So that's it. That's all I have for you today. Again, number one, add sound effects to your show where it makes sense. You can use a mixed caster like I'm using, or you can have an editor do that. Number two, add clips from old episodes that you know, add value to the show. Takes a little bit of work, I know, but it's going to make your show stand out. And then number three, cut the fat out of your episodes, meaning removing the rambling and all the non-important jabber or <laughs> babble. All right, that's it. I am going to let you go with this. Go implement that. Tell me how it works. Tell me which one you are going to implement. Uh, maybe shoot me a uh, message on Instagram. That's probably the best way to reach me nowadays, at Luis Ryan Diaz. And without further ado, my friend, go and implement, and I'll see you next week. Take care. Hey, Luis again. I hope you enjoyed that episode, and I hope you took something away that's going to help you on your journey towards launching a top-ranking podcast that get 100,000 listeners or more, ideally more. Now, remember, the focus of this show is to help business owners launch podcasts that add more profit to their bottom line and more authority and credibility to their name. That's what we're about here on this podcast. Now, if that's you and you want help launching your podcast and getting it to rank in the top 100 of your category or your money back, then maybe my team and I can help you. But hold on. I do not want you to take my word for it. We all know that you can go on YouTube and learn how to launch a podcast. You can hire a million different companies and freelancers and consultants to help you. So I'd rather you hear from other business owners just like you who have gone through our process, gotten the results, and love what they have built. Check it out. Once I hired Lewis, he helped organize the entire show, the pre-launch, the contest. We had an epic contest, which was all Lewis is masterminding and uh, his whole organization of how to do that. We had over 107,000 entries into this contest. If you're thinking about doing a podcast, don't think twice because the investment is worth tenfold, not two or threefold, tenfold, tenfold for what you invest with Lewis. Only a matter of a few weeks, the podcast got launched. They also supported me through the entire launching process, how to communicate with my audience to maximize the results. And when it did launch within a few days, uh, we made it to the top 50 in two different countries. Uh, we get about 25,000 downloads a month and the podcast has literally completely changed my business. My podcast right now has 10X my business and that's not an exaggeration. When I started working with Lewis, I was making about 40K a month. Right now, my business is making $400,000 a month, and I credit a lot of that to the podcast. And then when they listen to one episode of the podcast, they'll listen to another episode of the podcast, and then that cold lead will turn into a warm lead that turns into a hot lead that becomes my customer. Right now, I have 775 active clients, and a lot of those people found us because of the podcast. Luis Diaz is the man. He knows exactly what he's talking about when it comes to starting a podcast. He knows exactly what he's talking about in terms of getting your podcast to 100,000 downloads. Because right now my podcast has over 225,000 downloads and it's been about a year and seven months. I didn't just want to do a podcast. I wanted to do it the right way. We are at number two in the parenting category of Apple Podcasts the week that we launched. We're now hanging tight in the top 25. Could not have done any of this without your assistance, Lewis. Literally, I keep asking Lewis, like, how can I give you more money? Like, what else can we do together? Because literally working with you has changed my life. It's changed my podcast. It's bigger than that. It's changed my business. Lewis Diaz, badass podcast growth expert.